listening to the podcast in conversation with IPR and competition law. We are a podcast based in India and we have users throughout the globe at around 37 countries and we have around 1000 dedicated users and thank you if you are listening to us and we discuss intellectual property rights law and competition law particularly and we host competition lawyers intellectual property law attorneys and other lawyers and advocates of various fields which have interconnections with IPR and competition law and we have a special episode for today we'll be hosting mr purushottam anand who is an advocate and founder of crypto legal welcome sir hi thank you it's good to be here thank you so much sir for accepting our invite and we'll be discussing on big tech and antitrust regulation mr anand completed his llb honors in llm in business laws from national law university delhi one of the premier institutes of the country He has previously worked with Anston Young and PDS Legal which is now Lumia Law Partners. He's a tech enthusiast and his areas of interest include law and technology, cryptocurrency, tax law and competition law. Also it is a petitioner in person in a case filed against Google before the Competition Commission of India. The case which is under investigation as of now. So uh, sir if you are ready then we may start with the conversation. Sure. Let's yes. Go ahead. Yes. So the first question which comes to our mind when we talk about big tech like these companies Alphabet, Amazon, Microsoft, Meta, Apple, nowadays we may call them mama. Earlier we had names like Gafa, Gama, etc. Collectively referred to as big tech are the most dominant companies in the IT, ITES, e-commerce, social media, search engine etc sectors. How has their presence or say monopolization impacted the market competition? Also is there a level playing field for other market players who are their competitors please explain sir um yes so so it's actually a new space within the competition law which is coming up and getting attention these days and that is about how do we exactly look at the big tech companies like uh, is their business operations or is their modus operandi slightly different from other traditional companies that we have had so you know as we understand as per law monopolization or say you know the as the expression is that being a dominant player is not really a problem it's not really prohibited but the problem arises when there is any abuse of that dominant position by the party by the market player who has that dominance in any particular market so we have seen in so many situations actually these big tech companies have been accused of abusing the dominant position that they enjoy in the market and all the companies that you were referring to have been in some form involved in one or the other proceedings where there is some allegation of uh, abuse of the um, dominant position so i i think i'll just start with say giving one or two um say areas where i think big tech companies behave slightly differently from other big giants that we have had and that is because technology is now a game where you know like they, there is certainly competition but at the same time it's it's a game where the winner takes all so a company which comes up with a new type of technology if the technology gets accepted it simply becomes the winner and it's very difficult to have like say three or four options in one particular sector and that is what is being you know that is what is the position enjoyed by these companies that you are referring to 
thank you thank you sir for your insights very good observation as well as very important observations made so we have a doubt like what are the long term impacts effects that the economy as well as the customers can face stemming from their dominance or say monopolization uh, so see i think the long term impact is that uh, these companies are able to grow at an astonishing speed both vertically and horizontally um another impact that we have seen is you know that the tendency to enjoy the dominant position in one market into another market is actually gaining traction and many of the companies that we are talking about be it say alphabet or amazon or um, even meta the problem is that these companies first have a dominance in one market player one market segment say for example google google is a dominant player in initially started with say the search services but then slowly they have that ability to ca- capture the markets which are kind of the neighboring markets so now google is not only into the search they have their own email system gmail their google maps their youtube and all of these products are separately also a dominant player in that particular market so the the, the same pattern actually is evident even from you know like even in case of the markets that other players exist in like say for example um meta like the facebook and um, just before some time when mark zuckerberg was actually being interviewed and he was being interviewed you know in the house there in the before the committee and then you know while responding to a question who exactly is your competitor it was you know he had a hard time and he was not able to answer who exactly is the competitor for meta so they grow in a way that you know they are they are capturing more and more of the neighboring markets and they mostly tend to do that by abusing the dominant position that they have in one particular market so in long term it may have some grave consequences for the consumers because you know their their market area that they enjoy becomes really wider and wider thank you thank you sir for your observation and for our audience it is important to note that section 3 and 4 of competition act they prohibits anti competitive agreements and abuse of dominance and as sir was talking about using one dominant position in one relevant market to enter into another relevant market it is a violation as per section 42e of competition act and there are other violations other maybe a breach of the provisions of the act as well which we may discuss in the Uh, discussions as uh, secondly sir we have a question with respect to ftc the us federal federal trade commission has directed the uh, facebook to sell instagram and whatsapp can such a provision of breaking up be suitable previously at&t corporation was also broken up into eight com- companies which joined together to form at&t later now bigger than ever through various mergers and acquisitions so these mathematics also affect the regulatory economics do you agree with me and what are your observations on this see of course this um, order regarding breaking up company company into say different smaller companies is something that is a power given even to the cci under the indian act but um, and that is one power which certainly can be used but i i think this is a power which must be exercised only in extreme situations 
and therefore this cannot be really considered as you know the dominant regulatory approach because you know like i'll say this is something that you'll use as a medicine but not something as a food so you can't really rely on this the right. focus the regulatory focus has to be on you know how how exactly to make sure that the company is not able to abuse the dominant position so breaking up companies into smaller companies is only a tool you know which you can use once you know once the <clears throat> the problem is really widespread but you will have to make sure that a company which is just growing up or which is you know like a say major player or a dominant player in the market does not really abuse that dominant position so that that is where the focus should be it is about just checking whether section 3 or section 4 is being violated in certain cases and if they are actually getting violated what exactly the response that the authorities uh, take so those things are more important I, of course this is like say kind of an exception that can be exercised in few situations yes sir thank you sir sir the my next question would be like despite the onslaught of antitrust charges against big tech across various jurisdictions the present regulatory laws have not been an effective instrument in promoting competition and consumer protection what charges what changes can be brought to make these laws more suitable in the digital economy for example if we talk about india our act was drafted in 2002 enacted properly in 2009 and 11 with certain amendments and now 2022 bill is also pending and uh, these uh, this act the provisions are not compatible with the digital economy and the changing uh, changing paradigm shifts in the economy as well as the technology you are a tech enthusiast deal with uh, uh, web3 also I suppose are there any bills legislations recently introduced into the better tackle these big tech regulations or uh, with respect to competition laws also what do you what do you suggest See, I, I don't really think that we need any additional regulation or like any new law really to be able to deal with the big tech because it's it's not a problem of really of uh, say regulatory absence or anything because our laws the, you know the act in the present form is actually well more than capable of dealing with any such kind of problem the issue is that uh, how exactly do you implement those provisions and uh, you know like is there a kind of a specific attention given to these kind of big companies because in US that's what we have seen recently and now all of these big tech companies are being scrutinized separately and then there is a you know like separate proceedings going on now they have even recommended you know in case of Amazon that the department of justice should get involved so it's about the attention that you give to this particular tech industry because of course the you know the situations of or the kind of the capability that these companies enjoy to abuse the market cannot be doubted so new legislation i don't think is really required it's more about uh, how do you use the existing legislation however there is one point that i would like to add and that is just an observation as you were mentioning that many of these companies are actually under scrutiny in so many jurisdictions and there have been so many cases where in one particular jurisdiction it penalized some fines will be imposed and the company still you know kind of admits that penalty pays the penalty but still in other jurisdictions 
they continued you know the same practices that they have been actually doing in that particular jurisdiction where they got fined so so these you know these kind of situations actually also hint at the level of compliance the level of commitment towards compliance that these companies have because of course since laws in many situations are similar so once a practice a certain practice is found to be say um, abusing of the dominant position in the eu you know in most of the situations it you know the likelihood is who is that uh, even under indian laws those kind of practices would be uh, found to be violative but still they continue in every other jurisdiction till the time that there is some intervention and the authorities actually do something and initiate a case yes right a very important observation sir also have we see market studies by Com- competition commission they have observed in their reports on telecom e-commerce pharma that data privacy can take the form of non-price competition and subsequently abuse of dominance what is your view on the interface of data privacy and competition law and secondly will data portability help curtail dominance um i, I think data protection is just um, one aspect it is important because um, certainly it interacts with the competition law and the level of data protection given to the consumers would also kind of you know interact with the ability to abuse any dominant position by the tech companies but um, like i am not saying that this is not important but at the same time there are so many other aspects actually where uh, you know within the tech there are different issues and all of these need to be considered separately in privacy and competition law i think uh, of course there is more that is needed to be done and i don't think the 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 draft bill which is available the data protection bill will take care of these aspects so this is within competition law and probably something uh, new if at all required will have to be done by the competition commission yes right thank you sir so considering the dominance of these companies how should penalties and compliance systems in case they are regarded for anti competitive they are charged for anti competitive behavior be formulated uh for effective oversight and deterrence over their anti competitive and dominant practices how should penalties and compliance systems be formulated i i think in this regard as well i don't think that there is any say lack of clarity <clears throat> or that we don't have any detailed provision about penalties because it's not even that the amount of penalty prescribed under the act is low because right and because penalty imposed and it's based on the turnover which turns out to be a big amount for any company right so i think in in you know like with respect to the kind of penalty or the compliance mechanism these things are clear in the laws it's more about um you know how we strictly do we implement them it's more about how do we track if there is actually any violation it's more about what do we do if you know if we receive if the cci receives any kind of information with respect to the violations yes thank you thank you sir and uh, my next question would be how is the competitive landscape in the market of emerging technologies like blockchain and cryptocurrency what's the status there mm, i think i'm really hopeful you know at least about the emerging tech 
and actually one of the regions that i'm really i'm really hopeful towards you know like these new emerging tech sectors including blockchain and cryptocurrency and you even refer to web3 and that is because if you look at both these markets there is a huge difference in you know like what we call in crypto space as decentralization so the companies that we are referring to the big technologies companies are actually um you know like in in the sec- in the sector or in the world where there is a lot of centralization each of these companies have a lot of power in their hands exclusively but um same blockchain or in cryptocurrency space there is a lot of decentralization like companies are running they are not really companies you know like now we now we know about say dao the decentralized autonomous organization and then we have even protocols like say bitcoin or ethereum which is not being controlled by any one particular individual or any group of individuals because the power is much more centralized the whole system of how do you maintain that network the system of say you know changing or adding any block all of that is decentralized and there are different people actually who come together and contribute um same thing is there in web3 for that matter like say you know even users have a lot of control over their data the way that their data can be used or cannot be used by the protocol um which is quite different from what happens in web2 where all your data about say surfing or whatever you do on the internet is actually being in the custody of one of you know just like say few companies that you can count on your fingers thank you sir for your observation my last question would be that do you think that big tech is just five companies or not just five companies but every jurisdiction has their own juris- big tech as well please comment from a competition law standpoint um yes of course like every jurisdiction would have a different kind of uh, market player and you know like this is clear from the very fact that uh, the way competition law looks at any market always has a geographical component and then whenever the market is defined they look at what should be the geography of this particular market and therefore each jurisdiction may have different um, tech players or uh, the second part of this you know this question is about um, uh, does big tech really refers to say five companies of course not because uh, firstly it's not really clear you know like which all companies would you count because it varies depending on what is the market that you are talking about and secondly that you know technology space is not really um, like it's really flexible it's not really static and therefore these five companies even if you choose it today then of course there would be new companies coming in um however once we refer to the specific time period say last 20 25 years there have been say fixed five six players who who have enjoyed a better market share but of course it's a it's it's a list which will um which will keep changing basically so it's not a static five fixed companies that we can talk about it's more about creating a decentralized system probably or it's more about uh, uh, making sure that companies who go to the top and enjoy a particular dominant position in the market actually do not abuse that market position so it's not about any specific companies it's about how do you enforce and how do you create that culture of compliance in the big market players yes thank you thank you so much sir for your very important observations insights and also suggestions with respect to the 
concept or theme which we discussed today about antitrust regulation and big tech what are the emerging trends issues thank you for your time thank you for your observations we wish to host you again in future soon thank you thank you so much for having me thank you bye thank you sir